Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and you've tuned in to part two of The Real Midwife's Journey with Megan B. In this episode, Megan takes us on a front row seat through her birth and postpartum experiences. Welcome to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We're back with Megan, and congratulations, you had your baby like minutes ago. Well, three weeks, but it probably feels like minutes. It does feel like minutes. And then otherwise like years. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I remember that feeling. Yeah. I'm so excited for you, and I don't know your story yet, so I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited to tell you. And uh, we're also here with Real Midwife of Los Angeles, Tiffany Gallo. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. So, Megan, last time we left you... I was seeing you pretty regularly through mm-hmm. the end of your pregnancy, and um, for the most part, you would leave and I would feel strong and happy just from <laughs> having spent time with you. You're so positive. Thank you. And there were a handful of moments that, that knocked you over for a second, and yeah. you picked yourself right back up. But at the end, I feel like you were starting to get kind mm-hmm. of anxious. Yep. You went past your due date, and you're also with a doctor who doesn't love going past 41 weeks. Yeah. It's it's on her wish list of things not to do. Yeah. Um, and I love her, but that's like yeah. one of her comfort zones. She's more medically inclined, of course. She's a doctor. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and even doctors just have different comfort right. zones. That's hers. Right. So when we left you, you already passed your due date mm-hmm. in our last episode. How did things progress from there? Hey, guys. Just checking in today on... 39 weeks and four days. It's a Friday and I'm due Monday on my birthday, June 12th. And um, yesterday was kind of a tough day for me. Wasn't feeling really well, didn't sleep well, which really didn't help and actually didn't sleep as well last night either. But um, I was just really feeling kind of restless and anxious about um, you know, when our little boy is going to come, um, and it was kind of hard to, I didn't really have anything planned yesterday, which I found, um, that today I needed to do something different and have some distractions, and so, um, yesterday I ended up taking a long walk with my dog, Cooper, and, um, we took like a four and a half mile walk and came home, and, Um, I ended up taking a two and a half hour nap, so um, that I was grateful for to be able to, you know, kind of get some rest when I can. Um, And then I made it a point yesterday to really set something in motion today of, you know, just scheduling um, a lunch with friends. I went to spinning class this morning. I'm not, definitely not spinning nearly as far as I was. Um, but it really felt good to see some familiar faces and, you know, people were kind of blown away that I'm due in three days and I was on a spin bike and, um, it just felt good to go through the motions and break a sweat and, um, then I took a shower and went and met with some friends and now I'm back home just kind of putting my feet up and going to read a book. Um, I have been reading so many pregnancy books throughout, um, whole nine months well not eight of the nine months nine of the ten months I should say um, but I really decided that this past uh, past month I'm just gonna read some fun kind of mystery thriller books to keep me uh, preoccupied and, and distracted so I will check in uh, in the next couple days and up oh, there's Cooper <laughs> and uh, we will see 
All right, keep you posted. Bye. My doctor knew that I wanted a natural, unmedicated birth, and that that was really important to me, and of course, my ideal preference. But, um, you know, and for a while, I thought I was going to be early, and um, well, you thought you were going to be early because. Because you just wanted to be early? Or? No, I, ju I don't know. I think I had friends in my prenatal yoga class that it was all their first time, first time being moms too. And practically all of them went early. Before the due date. Which to me was kind of nov not novice, but novel because it, I had heard so many times that that's kind of rare for first time moms mm -hmm. to be early. So I guess I just kind of figured like I'd fall into the category yeah, too. just come before you do yeah. that. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I went to the doctor and she said, okay, you're, you know, I wasn't dilated yet. Um, I don't remember now, I guess it was maybe 39 weeks or mm -hmm. 38 weeks when I went in. Um, and I wasn't dilated yet. And so, um, but I was like 30 to 40% effaced. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, there's, there's some movement. Um, but she had brought up the induction, the I word. Mm -hmm. um, and did she give you a specific timeline? Yeah. She said, you know, typically she, you know, she used to never go past 41 weeks, but she would give me a 41 and a half weeks. So the Wednesday, um, actually the day that I went into labor was. <laughs> um, Look at that. Yeah. Was the She day. might as well give you an earlier due date. Exactly. I mean, cut off date. Yeah. But I totally, I freaked out. I totally freaked out because I had really pride, prided, is that a word? Sure, we'll on take my, it. Okay, thank you. Let's scrabble. Uh, um, myself on really being relaxed and really loving pregnancy for the, you know, except a few moments. I really embraced it and I felt pretty calm during it. And um, until that until moment. that moment. And then I was like, oh my God, there, I'm under a pressure cooker and now... I've got to scramble and do all of these things. So I tried, I mean, we tried everything. We tried. Well, before we get to yeah. what you tried, I think you, when you think you're going to go early, mm -hmm. it sort of sets you up for the psychological totally. fall. Yeah. Because if you don't go early, now it's like, I'm late and you haven't even hit your yeah. due date yet. Tiffany, what are, well, Megan mentioned effacement and dilation. Can you mm -hmm. share a little bit more of those? At, when you do in the home birth model, do you start checking at some point? Mm -hmm. Um, I typically don't start um, checking a mom maybe until she's 40 weeks. Um, and there's, there's no real reason mm -hmm. to know if they're dilating or not. Um, but by 40 weeks, um, if the mom's interested, then I will definitely offer a cervical exam just to say, hey, you know, this is what's happening with your body. Um, but even if a mom is one centimeter at 38 weeks or one centimeter at 39 weeks, it doesn't mean that they're going to go into labor. And what that can do sometimes is set up what, what you mentioned, like a psychological like a fall or failure. Like my body's not mm -hmm. doing what it should be, what I think it yeah. should be doing. And that's not true. You could go from one centimeter to 10 in a day. So it's not giving us so much information. So being more hands-off actually kind of helps the whole situation. The other side also leads to psychological failure. If there's no if, no sure. dilation like you, exactly. then you feel like, oh, what's happening? It's never going to happen. And I held exactly. on to, oh my God, okay, I'm 30 to 40% of face. I can do it. Yes. I'm a woman. I'm a, you know, like, <laughs> I'm working. She you gave know, you something so, to yeah. hold on to. What is yeah. effacement? So effacement is a cervix actually thinning. 
So the cervix actually has to thin and it has to open. So face mint, we have 100% of face, which would mean it's completely what we call paper thin. Mm. And then we have a very thick cervix, which would say, oh, you're 0% effaced, which is kind of hard to tell. What is that? Is that um, like cardstock thick? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Usually um, centimeters. Um, so cervixes um, are different sizes as well. So some are three centimeters, some are four. Sometimes you'll see I get a, you know, some results then in an early ultrasound that they're five centimeters. Mm. So it just basically means that there's that thinning of that cervix to mm. that paper thin, um, uh, you know, consistency. You know, consistency that we would like to see. Um, and, you know, and that comes with the changes and usually in the dilation of the cervix mm. as well. Are there other things? Because I hear terms like rotation and station. That is. So rotation and station, you can't really tell what a station, um, I'm sorry, you can't tell the position of um, the baby's head with um, with a vaginal exam unless there's some dilation and you're feeling sutures. That would be on the external part when we palpate the external part and of the baby. And sutures, you don't mean stitches, but no. the, the baby's skull exactly. has little the, the areas skull where has, the bones come yeah, together. Yeah, which we call sutures, where there's plates of the skulls or skulls coming together that mm. we can feel in a vaginal examination when you're dilated a little mm. bit more to know how that baby's coming down into the birth canal. I like your, right. your hand motions. It's the international <laughs> science yeah. for the vaginal exam <laughs> during labor. Yeah. Exactly. So... Um, that we can determine quite a bit on vaginal exams, but in my practice, I try to Love to that. limit them and push them out a little bit further. So we have a mom who, mm-hmm. and honestly, we give you to 42 weeks in my practice. Yeah. The 41st week, we get a little bit more. Um, we have some conversations with that baby and give, some, give it some suggestions <laughs> to, to show up, but not really till 41 and a half weeks do we mm-hmm. start pulling out some some cards to say, some hey, tricks. what can we do to get this yeah. going? Do you do um, more monitoring after 42, after 40 weeks? Um, not after 40 weeks. In the 41st week, mm-hmm. I start um, extra monitoring on all my mamas. And that means an NST and a, a biophysical profile every couple of days. So we know that baby's doing we well and mom's doing well. And NST. we just wait. Yeah. We just wait. Yeah. But not till 41 weeks. So yeah. NST is non-stress test. So yes. we want to make sure that the environment for the baby is right so that growth is still continuing at a healthy pace and there's enough amniotic fluid and good movement. And if it's positive, everything looks good, then we know it's safe to go on a little bit longer. Absolutely. Uh, Megan, I am captivated. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we want to find out what you did to try to get the ball rolling. And in the comments, if you went past your due date, first of all, how long did your practitioner give you? And also, what did you do to try to get your ball rolling? Join us on The Real Midwives of Los Angeles with Megan. Welcome back to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We're here with new mommy Megan. Hi. And real midwife Tiffany gallo and during the little break tiffany brought up a great point it's we shouldn't even call it a due date what percent of babies are born on their due date don't know (laughs) four four and a half to five percent is the number that i saw recently which makes 95 percent of babies either early or late and 100 percent of mothers crazy so or do exactly when they're should be should be I like that. So I like your term guest date or do window. It's really like a window of 38 to 42 weeks. That's um, fairly. 37 to 42 42 weeks. weeks, It's a five-week span. Is term. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, you went past your guest date. guest date. And you were kind of nervous and sort of. uh, Freaking out. Yeah, I mean, a little deflated compared to your normal (laughs) bubbly self. Totally. So what did you do to get the ball rolling? 
Hi guys, so I am 39 weeks and 6 days. My due date is tomorrow on Monday on my birthday, which I cannot quite believe that it's right here. Um, so this weekend I've just been really, my husband and I, it's been so nice to have him home from work and we've been just kind of living it up and determined, both of us determined to really soak up these last moments of not being official parents yet. And um, <clears throat> I've been a little kind of stuffy and sore throat-ish um, the past few days. So I've just been, I have been feeling more tired lately which you can probably see <laughs> um been you know while we've been staying active and having date nights and um we went and played air hockey yesterday at uh the santa monica pier and we're gonna go see wonder woman here in just about an hour or so so i can channel my wonder woman superhero um during birth and labor and um it's just it's you know, it's, it's getting really real of, um, you know, not really not knowing when he's going to come. Um, this weekend, both my, it happened that both my uh, doula and my doctor are kind of out of town or um, have had prior engagements, which we both knew about, but I've been kind of saying a prayer that this little baby boy will wait at least until tomorrow when they're when we have our whole team back and um i feel good about that um i've definitely been having more kind of pressure um pelvic pressure and kind of hips are bothering me um so it's been a little harder to get comfortable but i'm still trying to be as active as i can uh went on like a four mile walk this morning and now have my feet up um, before we go out to see the movie and uh, just trying to stay positive and really believe that um, he is gonna come when he's ready and um, and just trust the prop trust and surrender to this mommyhood birth process um, we have a doctor's appointment tomorrow I'll keep you guys updated how that goes and I'll talk soon okay bye so we we did everything. We had sex. We had, um, we went to the valley and had the salad. Ah, the coyote salad. The salad. The salad. Yeah. How does it taste? I mean, it was good, but it was, it, okay. it was just like, why did I sit in traffic for an hour? To oh, get... for the salad. Yep. Postmates. Yep. Yeah. Next yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. We were on the way there and I was actually having some contractions and I was like, okay, maybe this, maybe we don't even need the salad. And I had my husband switch places and he started driving, but it was still a couple days away, mm. but that's okay. Even with the salad. Even with the salad. <laughs> but we tried it, right? Okay. At that point. It's it an adventure. Like, yeah. Did you take pictures? Yep, we All did. Right, there we go. We'll yeah. put them up. Yep. Um, spicy food. We did evening, or I did, took evening primrose oil, um, acupuncture. Orly? Orly and vaginally. Okay. Did both. Um, acupuncture. Acupuncture. Um, saw you. Yeah. Did... We did some digging. We did. We dug in I deep. I know. 
I don't know like, if you were sore afterwards, but I was. I was so I sore. Was sore. I think I came in and I was like, "All right, Doctor B, I need your like hundred percent." Because even though you, you always give me a hundred percent. hip but... flexors that were just like <laughs> they were. I also work on professional football players. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, are you comparing me to a football player? Well, I'm player, saying Dr. I could B. do in, in my office. <laughs> I could do two football players a day, or like twelve mommies a day, but only six Megans a day. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what else? I feel like I, we, I mean, we tried spicy food. We, I was talking, talking to him a lot, trying to really say like, okay, let's, let's get things going. And I think that was, it was finally, I was pretty content being pregnant until that last week where I was, I was uncomfortable. I was tired. Physically uncomfortable. Physically tired. Um, emotionally just exhausted already. Just kind of not knowing and really trying to like okay, it's, I got to give it up and like kind of let go of surrender. Surrender. Yeah. It's the hardest one. Yeah. And was, was, was sex for you just to get the baby out? But initially, yes. And then it, and then it was, um, I mean, it was, it was great. Like initially I wasn't, you know, it was a challenge for me because I felt big and it was awkward and everything, but then it was, it was an interesting time because it hit me like, you know, this is this is like the finite time of after the baby comes, we're always going to be parents. Like mm-hmm. no matter how old he is, you know, our future kids will be like we're always parents. And this is the only time where it's just going to be me and him. Last chance workout. Yeah. yeah. So it was a really sweet time as well as awkward sometimes sweet too. Awkward. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just it was really special though of. I, f- I felt like we got a lot closer, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean. To each other. Yeah, you to bonded. each other. It Calm was, before the storm. Yeah. I Tiffany, is that, are those the things that you would recommend uh, after someone's past due? Um, Needing to get things moving? Sure. Um, on the topic of sex, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really encourage the whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, intimacy is really important, whether or not yeah. it's just sex or not, but intimacy right. is so important. Right. Um, and, but during um, that time when you're trying to get things going, sex is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the semen releases some prostaglandins that can help um, stimulate some hormone changes to get labor started. So it's definitely on the list. Um, we also have our moms eat dates. I was going to ask you, did you I do did, the dates? Yes, thank you. I did do Every that. Every day. You also had dates. Yeah. Well, there's what is great, it about dates? There's a great study out there. And on it's dates? working. My mom's cervixes are just opening. Really? What are the um, dates? It's about six dates. Um, who are you going on the date with? Well, yeah, that's what I thought dates. it was a joke. <laughs> I thought it started. It works. I thought it started by somebody miscommunicating. Oh, the doctor said we should go on a date, meaning to have sex. <laughs> but then it was, and she's like, "Well, if one date is good, we'll have two dates, and, and then know, we'll have six. And six. Yeah. And I, six. I, and I really sex. don't know how they figured out dates soften cervix, right. but it's really interesting. But it really works, so I would recommend yeah. that. Do you? In, um, nobody inserts them, do they? I hope not. Okay, I'm just saying. We recommend, yeah, we recommend evening primrose oil either orally or you could do that vaginally. Mm-hmm. Um, it also works as a prostaglandin to help soften mm-hmm. the cervix. Chiropractic care, acupuncture, all those things that you've mentioned. Um, but um, you could also just be very patient and wait, you know, and just let things happen naturally. That's the as hardest well. one. Yeah, it is. Well, did any of those feel like they were more helpful than others? I think letting go and just like really kind of saying, okay, baby, when 
Tristan, now I can say his name. We weren't sharing his name before, but okay, Tristan, like mommy and daddy are ready to meet you. It's, were you calling him Tristan before you were, well, before he was born? We were. My husband and I were at But home, not telling anybody Not else. telling anyone. Because um, we got pregnant on our honeymoon and it was just like super quick. And, I remember. It was yeah. all, all very fast. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like our thing to hold on to and kind of cherish ourselves. So we would, you know, practice at home like, okay, what does Tristan want for dinner? You know, just like <laughs> using it to make sure we- And neither one of you slipped? No. No, oh, that's really good. I would slip that's all the impressive. time. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't believe we did I also it. have all these couples where one knows the gender and one doesn't know the gender. I couldn't do that. Oh, no, we knew. Oh, Can yeah. I ask you a question? Yeah. Did your um, care provider offer to give you a membrane sweep to maybe yes. get things and going? She, thank you again. Yeah. What would I do without you right now? My brain is not working. She did that, actually, at mm-hmm. our at my doc, at my the last appointment. Okay. So she she did the membrane sweep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that like? What is it, and what does it feel painful. like? <laughs> yeah, it could be kind of. It's painful. not. Yeah. It's not. And I think I was list. just nervous too. I was so. I definitely was very uptight because it was like, okay, pass your due date, induction next Wednesday. Do you want to? And she wasn't. I'm being kind of crass right now, but she was really lovely about all of it. But it mm-hmm. was. I was just so kind of. Oh my gosh, let's get things going. Okay, and do it. And so I went into it. Probably pretty tense, which didn't help. What is a membrane sweep? Um, It includes having a vaginal exam um, and um, your care provider going through and sticking one to two fingers um, Mm -hmm. through the cervix, if possible. If the cervix is thin Mm -hmm. enough, being able to get one to two fingers through the cervix and you do, you literally are making a sweeping motion around the other side. So the interior os is what we call it of the cervix. Mm -hmm. So you are kind of aggravating the amniotic sac and stretching the amniotic sac from the uterine lining. And it can stimulate labor. It can start contractions. It Mm -hmm. can kind of aggravate to the area a bit. And it can be very effective. Is it always painful? I've never had a mom who said it was comfortable. Right. Nobody walks into <laughs> Burke Williams and asks for it. Yeah. But you it's, know what? Uh, no. No, no. It, we could put it on the, the, <laughs> on the, 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 the spa yeah. menu. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. right, let's. We're going to come back and find out what happened okay. after you had your membrane sweeped. Okay. Don't forget to subscribe. You don't want to miss what comes next on The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. Welcome back to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We're here with Megan and Tiffany Gallo. Mm-hmm. Megan, uh, last we saw you, are getting frustrated and trying everything under the sun, pretty much everything I've ever heard of, to try to get your <laughs> labor started and get yeah. your baby uh, earthside. Yeah. Uh, the last one we spoke about was going to your doctor's office and having your membrane sweeped, mm-hmm. and it was intense for you, and you were mm-hmm. also just emotionally not excited about it. Right. What happened? At, was that on your due date? That was a week past your date. No, that was um, that was about I think thirty nine weeks. Oh, that is before you even uh, yeah. It was early. I think I'm trying. Maybe it was forty weeks because yeah, it was it was my forty weeks because Because then she she gave me one more week. Yeah, she gave me one and a half more weeks. So as you can see, as of 40 weeks and two days, I am still here and still trucking along. And um, so far this week, I have learned a couple of really uh, important lessons. The first being, sometimes I wish I were an elephant 
or another mammal, and I'll explain that in a second, and two, there's nothing better than laughter and um, just like a gut belly laughter. So I'll start off by um, kind of catching you guys up on my doctor's appointment that I had on Monday, which was my 40 weeks. Um, I was, I got checked, a cervical check, and I was told that I'm not dilated yet, but um, my cervix is like 30 to 40% effaced, which is good, and I'm holding on to that. Um, my doctor did bring up um, the I word, the induction word of um, being neck a week from today, actually, Wednesday, so a week and a half after 40 weeks, um, would kind of be the last day that she would let me go. Um, and that really, really threw me for um, kind of a panic and fear because that's something that I really don't want, um, ideally. And um, I'd really like to go the natural route. So um, I am having a stress test, a non-stress test at the hospital tomorrow to just make sure the placenta is okay and the baby's heartbeat is okay and everything's still working properly to give us a few more days. Um, but it, needless to say, it's been, um, I felt this pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm at 40 weeks and somehow I've done something wrong or I've, you know, something is, something's not working right. And I know that's not the case. My body is doing just fine and has grown this baby boy um, beautifully so far and it's been a relatively really easy pregnancy and I really enjoyed my pregnancy but anyway so we my husband and I are working on all of these natu uh, natural alternatives to try to get things going and um, I'm going to an acupuncture appointment today and um, back to the elephant rather I would rather be an elephant um, sometimes yesterday I was seeing Dr. Berlin and um, for the chiropractor appointment and he reminded me that um, you know when mammals such as elephants or giraffes go past their due date um, they they they're not induced everyone kind of waits for them they're the ones that are still in charge and control over the bodies and so everyone just kind of has to um, you know wait till nature takes its course so for me I started laughing when he said that yesterday and I <laughs> just said god I wish I were an elephant sometimes because I think that would be a lot simpler so I'm gonna try to take that mindset of just letting nature take it mother nature take its course um, and hold on to that. And secondly, laughter is so healing. I called my doula Alyssa after the appointment on Monday, kind of in a freak out mode. And, you know, she prescribed me um, to go laugh and to go find something funny. And so ended up watching the Dave Chappelle show and laughed my ass off last night. And um, I actually watched it twice once my husband got home from work, rewatched it again with him. So, um, and that really got me in the moment. So anyway, I will continue to keep you guys updated and talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. She also wanted me to do stress tests. Um, non-stress non tests, <laughs> but they are a little stressful. They're a little stressful. <laughs> yeah. So, um, non-stress tests. Um, so we did three of those. 
Um, oh, every few days. Every few days. And we've talked about on here before how a non-stress test is basically just checking out the baby and yeah. your placenta and making sure everything's working the way it's supposed to so it's safe to keep going. Yep. And uh, they turned out good because you kept going. Yep. Yeah. The They turned out great. The third one, they kept me a little longer at the hospital um, because Tristan's heart rate was kind of up and they said you know usually they're trying to get the babies awake where he was just so super, he was awake. super active sort of throughout mad, pregnancy mad at your doctor <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> protesting <laughs> yeah um so what happened was though um the they tried to schedule the induction and there wasn't a time available just in, in his defense yeah. he might have been very awake because you'd been having a lot of sex and spicy <laughs> food and salad and it's dates true. and evening primrose oil and membrane stripping yeah, it's I'm true. just saying it'd be hard to sleep through it that would be. Right. okay back to you <laughs> so um so they tried to schedule the induction um but i guess there wasn't I still don't know if there wasn't availability that day, the day that I actually went into labor, or my doctor said that she knew how much I wanted the a natural unmedicated birth, and she knew how important that was to me. And as long as myself and Tristan were healthy, she was okay and willing to extend it to um, two weeks. To 42 full, weeks. To 42 weeks. Yeah, it actually sounds like her. I know yeah. her well and I work with yeah. her and she's just very full of heart. Yeah. And I believe in my heart of hearts, the 41 week cutoff is just because she thinks this was yeah. best for you. Yeah. Um, and so I, and you're also so powerful in your, in the way you present yourself, it would not surprise me at all if she yeah. just said, you know, in this case, you're looking good. The baby looks good. Yeah. Let's give you another week. And she said that after, I know we'll get to it, but after, you know, we, de I delivered him, she was like, you know, I don't know if I've ever done that. It's um, out of her comfort and it zone. Actually, makes me teary-eyed because it it's it was just so validating of her meeting me where I was, you know, mm -hmm. and what I really wanted, and that was huge for me. And also, you saying very clearly, "This is what yeah." I, I want. was clear about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely. It's one of your strong yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on your forty-one week, yeah. you go into labor. How does labor start for you? So we, um, crazy enough, we started, it was about eight o'clock at night. Um, I went to yoga that day, earlier that day, and um, about three moms and I sat and they do like at the end of the prenatal yoga, like the moms who are supposed to supposed to deliver yes <laughs> sit in this sit in the center and like all the moms go around and like give them kind of a blessing for the birth and this was my second time in the center because i had already been there because i was late <laughs> and um so came home i was tired we were both tired my husband and i were both tired and like at eight o'clock and we were like let's just go to bed like let's just you know might as well 8 wow. p.m which is not, which is odd. Yeah. Well, if you're not retired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you go to bed and I just can't sleep. I'm starting to feel cramps, what I think are cramps. I mean, I knew they were contractions, but they were longer. Um, and it was more kind of cramping and kind of intense. Did you feel it in the front? In, in the, the front and my, and the back Both. and my lower back. And I was like, okay. Let's not overreact. You know, Ron was asleep in like two minutes. <laughs> right. I was like, 
you know, in bed kind of tossing. And I was like, all right, Megan, like just totally talking to myself in my head of like, all right, you can do this. But like, let's we still got a couple days. Right. Like we don't we don't know. And um, I got up, went to the bathroom, walked around, went back to bed, laid down. And it was into more intense when I laid down and I was like, OK, I'm I got to get moving. was it waves. It was waves. It was about every five minutes. Oh, you were timing them. In my head. I okay. was, I was, I like didn't let myself. Was your time head it. accurate? Because like in my head, five minutes could be like an hour. I'm just wondering. <laughs> it just, I don't know. You know I don't know. know. It felt like every five it minutes. It turned out I was accurate. You were because right. when my husband started timing, he was like, oh my God. So. So you feel like your labor started every five minutes? Yeah. And it was. Wow. Yeah. And strong. S- yeah. Strong. And. The, when we went to the non-stress test the day before, the nurses were like, are you un- uncomfortable? Are you in pain? And I was like, I'm not in pain, but I am having stronger contractions than I had been. But I Were they asking you because of the way you presented? Because of how, or like the heart rate. The, yeah, and, oh, they saw, and they the saw them. I see. And I was like, I, I'm not in pain. I'm, I'm okay. But so then um, I ended up calling... They wouldn't subside. So I ended up calling Alyssa. My wife. Your, your wife. Amazing wife and doula. And I was like, Alyssa, something is, I started crying because I said, I think I'm really, I'm overwhelmed. I think something's happening, but I'm not sure. I've never, it's going to make me cry. I, you know, I don't know. This is my first time. And she was like, okay, well, if it is, you know, how far apart are they? And I told her that I hadn't officially timed, but. I thought it was about five minutes or so. Um, and she was like, okay, well, why don't, where's Ron? And I was like fast asleep. So <laughs> she was like, okay, go, go wake him up, have him draw you a bath. Cause if it is the real thing, like we would love to, for you to be able to get a full night's sleep before mm-hmm. and try to relax your body. So that's what I did. I went in, woke him up. Um, Cause I had been up for about an hour like by kind of doing my thing and, yeah um so we late so he ran me a bath and little did i know at that point that Alyssa, i guess immediately texts ron and they were in communication oh, she's sneaky thank, yeah I thank heard. god because she said okay well we'll be in touch and i thought i don't know how i'm going to be in touch right now yeah it's i have a couple of questions for tiffany based yeah. on your experience when labor starts does contractions always start before water breaking? Does sometimes water break first? And when contractions start first, is there a normal to how they start? No. There's no normal. There is no normal. There is no textbook with birth. There just isn't. Um, water breaking can happen at any time. You know, it can happen before you go into labor, early labor, active labor. Um, can break when you're pushing. Babies can even be born in their bag of amniotic fluid. I've seen it twice. I have too. It's amazing. It's it's such a beautiful birth. So cool. So there's real no rules, and that's what's so beautiful because every birth is just individual in its own way and unique, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's why we always want to hear birth stories because they're always going to be different. Everyone's different. Everybody. You were a doula before you were a midwife. Yes, I was. And when you get those calls, like the one Megan placed, uh-huh. um, how do you feel them? I mean, what are you looking for? And, and, and at what point is it for you? I think doulas are all different as well. But what point as a doula do you start to head over? 
Um, as a doula, um, right around that point, around that the five one one rule, um, meaning is, uh, contractions. Yes, you want me to explain that? Yeah, the contractions are coming every five minutes. They're lasting about a minute long, and that's been happening for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have families birthing with me, then I either join them or they come to the birth center at four one one. So the same pattern. They're contracting mm-hmm. every four minutes. The contractions lasting a minute, and that's been happening for about an hour. Um, and also in Los Angeles, if you're not sure which can to put your garbage in, you can call 311. Yes, But that's absolutely. a whole separate issue. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And sometimes moms are contracting every five minutes um, right out, out the gate, and they're not very dilated. So, and we really don't know until we um, can do, do an exam and, and evaluate what's going on at that time. All right. Things are heating up for you. We can't wait to hear what happens next. You're going to have to join us on the next episode with Megan on The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. Welcome back to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We are here with Megan midway through her birth story. I don't even know. It could be just the first quarter of your birth story. And uh, Real Midwife of Los Angeles, Tiffany Gallo. Thanks for joining us. So Megan, uh, you call my wife, uh, who is your doula, and you're having contractions, not just in your mind, verified, five minutes apart, lasting for about a minute, is mm-hmm. that right? And um, you hop in a bath. Hop in a bath for probably, I think, like about six hours. Is You stayed in the bath? I stayed in the bath for Ooh. about six hours. Did it, it, so it must have felt really good in there. Mm, no? It helped. Okay. It helped. It was more. It was easier in the bath than out of the bath. Because of the water, because of the heat. Because of the warmth of the water, just, um, I think there was weight off me, Mm -hmm. right? Like I wasn't standing up. I was, I was kind of lying down in the bathtub. Um, we put music on, you know. Oils? I don't think oils at that point. Mm, We had oils in labor, but not at that point. And oh, so Ron's awake. You said we. Ron's awake. Okay. Yeah. Ron was with me the whole time. Um, going to get water, going to get vitamin water, going to, you know, um, our dog was there. He was laying, you know, in between my, he, Ron put like a, just some pillows on the floor. So he was like sitting up and then I would try to relax in between the contractions. And so he would kind of lay down and then I'd, you know, start moaning and, you know, other sounds of just kind of. You know, it was it was getting intense. It was getting mm-hmm. anywhere from two to five minutes apart, and that wasn't letting up. And we kept saying, which you kind of mentioned, like, wait a minute. You know, the books say, <laughs> and you read every book. I read every book, <laughs> so I knew. I I I thought I knew. You know what could happen, which wasn't happening. Of like, it should start out at you know further, maybe further ten apart. minutes. Yeah. And, you know, not as intense, but this is really intense and it's not getting any less intense. Um, and I was having a lot of back pain and with my reading, I was like, maybe he's posterior, mm-hmm. you know, and this isn't, I, maybe this is why it's intense. Was it back out. pain during your surges, during your contractions? Yeah. yeah. So you were feeling it in your lower back? My lower back. And... As well as your belly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so... I just, it, it's all kind of a blur, frankly, because it was, I tried to get out of the bath, you know, I'd go to the bathroom, I'd kind of walk. At one point, I think I got back in bed and laid on my side and that intensified and I said, hell no, get me <laughs> out of this bed, get me back 
in the water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think around 2.30 or 3, I was like, we got to call Lissa. Like, mm -hmm. this is... I heard the call. We're, we're in labor. Like, I know, like, something... This is not, this is not, like, false Early. alarm. Yeah. Um, and... So he called Alyssa, and you heard the call. I heard and, it come in, yeah. Yep. I just roll over and go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah. So, um, so she came over. She got over there, I think, around three thirty, and um, you know, my I had wanted my mom to come out. She's in Nashville, and I wanted my mom to be at the hospital, um, ideally. If and I was like, we got to call my mom, and I guess based on the moans that I was you know, letting out when Alyssa walked in the door, she immediately told Ron, like, call, call her mom, mom and like, time. let's get a flight, you yeah. know? So, um, we stayed in the bath, Alyssa checked in with me, we stayed in the bath, we got out of the bath, um, and we ended up going on a walk, um, like. How did that feel? It was. Outside? Outside. First we stayed in the house, because we are our bedroom is on the second floor. So we walked down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Um, we got on the exercise ball, tried to, you know, labor that way, walked on the patio some, and then this was now probably around 8am that she was like, do you want to, you know, you love you. We live right by the water and the ocean. And like, do you want to go walk change of scenery? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. I didn't say it like that, but, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and she really helped me like kind of go low, uh, of tone wise. And, you know, I wanted to kind of clench up and she was all about like loosening my jaw, which I was, you know, I'd done reading, which I just like, I'm amazed childbirth you know guide to childbirth yeah guide to childbirth was like oh i was like oh i remember that okay loosen up like that loosens da everything down there and yeah so that actually like all the reading was pretty awesome because i would have kind of these flashes of like oh yeah little tips are popping that. up in your mind i remember that you know um, it's like nick at night pop-up yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we um we went on a walk ron Alyssa, and i and around like four or five block walk um blocks around our house and Alyssa was like I have never actually had anyone walk that far in any birth second third fourth time mom like your strength because at this point I was I was exhausted I hadn't gotten any sleep I was getting scared I didn't know how long how much more I could go on where I was centimeter wise. If a lot I was of stuck at one centimeter, if I was dilated, if I at all. So I, um, she was like, you know, you know how to do the contractions. There's no, you know, there's clearly you're strong. We know that, you know, like I've never experienced that, which felt validating again of like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm really, working hard here yeah. um and it was awesome to see the wave the real waves <laughs> not only the waves in my body but like the way the ocean waves because mm -hmm. i was like oh i've when i had been going on walks with my dog when i was pregnant a lot of the times i would meditate about the waves of the ocean of like okay that's like a contraction and anytime 
So it was very powerful. To be looking at the to, metaphor. To be looking at the metaphor and being in the metaphor, right. like being in it. So that seems um, surreal. Yeah, it was really beautiful in that way. Um, so we got back and it was just getting more intense. I think it was about like every three minutes or so. Mm, four three minutes. One, one. Three to four one yeah, one. Yeah, so um, we called... Um, we called our doc, my doctor, to just get her take on on uh, what was going on, and she she knew my wishes, but she was also like, you know, she can go to the hospital if she wants to get relief, but she also could take a Benadryl, see if that kind of helps. Well, Benadryl, what Benadryl? I mean, it didn't do anything. Well, didn't um, you took it? I took it. No, it didn't make you sleepy. Didn't no. You're already sleepy. No, yeah. And so, but it didn't help you settle. But down. I was getting, I was getting emotional, and I was getting really like, okay, I think I've labored long enough. I'm kind of ready. I need relief. Um, and I was, which was big for me because I so wanted natural. Mm-hmm. But, but I really worked on like the because you didn't know where you were. Yeah, I was really working on my flexibility of like, you know. If I want that, but if I go in rigid, I'm not going to achieve that. I know that. Mm-hmm. Just I know myself all kind of tense up. So like, let's be open to possibilities. But even though I w- really want unmedicated, unmedicated. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was like, I'm ready to go to the hospital. So you went. We went. All right. I'm going to find out what happens okay. there in a second. But I do want some feedback from Tiffany because you've you've been both a doula and and a midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could never be a midwife um, because there's so much responsibility on you guys. I don't know how you do it. Like, as a doula, it's like, yeah, you know what? There's somebody else who's ultimately responsible for everything. Right. As a midwife, you have, like, top responsibility. You really got to be on your game yes. in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. But in, in the earlier parts of labor, like 511, uh-huh. where Megan started, what are some of the coping techniques that help people get through, especially if they want to? I mean, it seems like there's two different things. There's sort of the physical intensity and then the emotional intensity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Megan did everything that she should have been doing. And the water oh, is just such a wonderful place to spend time in labor. Yeah. Um, water birth in general mm-hmm. is just it's just beautiful in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but we call getting in the water your aquadural instead yeah, of the epidural. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely cuts out. I'd say 40 to 50% mm-hmm. of the discomfort and the buoyancy it feels helps. great mm-hmm. and it's soothing. And I always use the the, um, the idea of, do you ever get into a bath or shower and go, oh my gosh, this feels so horrible. No, you always go, ah, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so good. Mm-hmm. So when you're in labor, it just does that as, as well and it intensifies um, even more so. Um, but, you know, moving to the 311, hearing your story right now, I'm like, ooh, like, yeah, you should just go to the hospital. You're 311. And are you transitioning? Because you're getting emotional. So I'm really excited to hear, you know, how that progressed. Yeah, I'm there. excited to hear it too. And you're going to have to join us for the next episode with mm-hmm. Megan on The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. Welcome back to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We are with Megan and Tiffany Gallo from Pure Births. So you started your labor at five one one. 
hopped in the tub, hop out of the tub. Dog comes to pay a little visit to you. <laughs> My wife comes over, who's your doula, mm -hmm. and you guys do all sorts of amazing things to help keep you calm and relaxed and progressing forward. And you get yeah. to like roughly 311 mm -hmm. and you head over to your hospital. Yep. So, you know, at that point, I was kind of at peace with, all right. We'll see, because not knowing, you know, until they checked me where I was, um, I was kind of at peace of like, all right, I just need, I'm going to get relief. Um, I'm okay if, depending on what they tell me, I'm okay with getting relief. I'm not going to feel like I failed, which is kind of my, you know, initially uh, mindset if I didn't do natural. That was kind of my that where you're I was that I was failure yeah I just I want <clears throat> where did that come from though I mean I think, not knowing what it was going to be like I think like some of the reading I had done of like knowing that you know babies that come that are delivered naturally are more alert they're not affected by the drugs that you know drug they're like less intervention right like the um my fear was if I get to the hospital too early and I get interventions that it'll lead to more interventions, more interventions. And that's not, then that's what I didn't want. So for so, you, you didn't want it for your baby. Yeah. You didn't want the downside of interventions yeah. for your baby. Or it myself. Or yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, we go, we go down to the car and Alyssa's like, Megan, look at me. I'm like, yes. Okay. Um, again, not like that, but she, <laughs> she, I was kind of like staring oh. at the floor. Um, she was like, you're strong. She was like, no, look me in the eye. And she's like, you're strong. You're powerful. You're, it's gonna, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to go meet your baby at the hospital. And, um, you're going to go meet Tristan. And, um, that was my mantra for the 10 minute drive. I just, um, Ron was driving I was in the front seat and I was like, okay, I'm strong. I'm not sick. I'm going to the hospital to meet our son. I'm going to the hospital to meet our baby boy, Tristan. I can't wait to meet you, Tristan. And I, I, I was not, I was talking the entire time because hospitals, as we know from, um, earlier, earlier mm -hmm. are pretty challenging places for me and kind of traumatic places. So it was, uh, extremely important to like own and claim my space mm -hmm. um not only for myself but for my baby for our family um and so we got to the hospital and um thank you we got to the hospital and they were like they immediately like wheel a wheelchair up and i'm like hell no <laughs> i'm not i'm i'm walking in to this place and um I was like, I walked five blocks before. I'm walking into this place, and the look on the on the woman's <laughs> face, because I was moaning, I was, you know, you know, making sounds that I never thought would come out of me. <laughs> um, and you know, people were around, but I, it was like so the focus I've ever, the most focus I've ever been, mm -hmm. um, and determined to own this experience you know and um so she was like are you sure <laughs> a couple times you don't want the wheelchair and I was like no Alyssa was like nope we're good and um and I I said no I don't I don't want it 
So we got up to the floor and the nurses recognized me from the non-stress test like the day before. Mm -hmm. And they were like, all right, let's, you know, go and let's go to this room. So I walk, we walk in and they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, check you. And this amazing nurse, Tracy, um, she was... She was pretty angelic from, like, when the time she just walked in. And Alyssa recognized her from a previous birth, mm-hmm. and they had a good experience. Oh, so super, like, I totally trusted Alyssa. And I was like, okay, we're good. This, these are good people. Like, we're we're in a good, we're good. Um, And so she was like, okay, sweetie, we're, you know, i telling me everything. And she brought up, you know, the epidural and... um if I wanted relief and I was like, I want to know how far I am. Um, and so she checked me and I was five centimeters and that was, it was like total game face of, of for that. Where did you think you might be? I had no idea. I, so was five relieving to you or frustrating to you? Oh, okay. You thought you might be dialing not at all. Yeah. Like I didn't know. Halfway there. Halfway there. And I, and that's what I said. I said, I'm halfway there. I did it like 12 hours. I, (laughs) I did it. Okay. Let's do this. Like screw the epidural. Like we're game on. Like we're doing it. Yeah. And cause Alyssa was like, you're going to get a second, you know, hopefully we'll get a second win. And I was like, I didn't really believe her at that point. But, um, but you got it, but I did it. And so, you know, we continued to, we did intermittent monitoring, um, cause I didn't want to be, you know, hooked up. I wanted to be able to walk around. Although oddly enough, I seem to be most comfortable, um, sitting up in bed with Ron pressing his, hands on my back oh you're still having the back contractions the entire time mm-hmm. and that when they checked you did they could they see if the baby was posterior they didn't if you. they did they didn't tell me and i don't i don't think they we knew but I, in the back of my mind i was like this is just it feels weird like something doesn't seem like i should be having all this intensity intense in, in my back yeah um but we used the birth ball. We um, you brought your own, or they had one. They had one. Okay. Yeah, we had one at home. Did they have showers there? Right. Not they have tubs. showers. They don't have tubs. But I think at that point I was kind of like Watered over the out. water. Yeah, pruny. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, let's. I was just so focused on. I I mean, it was such like an elation of like, okay, I my hard work is paid off. I'm mm-hmm. halfway there. I can do this. Like I've made it halfway. Now for you, you're in the hospital Yeah. now. And this, we had talked about, this is one of the things that worried you because yeah. when you went there, you got all yeah. clammy and nervous. Are you like, once you find out you're five centimeters, is that behind you now? Yeah. Like I was just totally present. Like I, it was a great experience you know, which is so healing for me on so many levels of, um, this was a joyous occasion as like uncomfortable as it was physically. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, each contraction was one step closer to meeting our son. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the nurses, I think were very, I mean, I feel a little weird saying this about myself, but they, (laughs) they told me they were, totally moved by me walking in 
And they said, you know, we see a lot of people coming in and saying like, oh, I want natural childbirth. But Tracy said, we don't, we kind of don't believe them unless they have the focus and the intention and the, um, just the, not desire, I guess, intention and determination of doing that you have. And so that was, again, so validating that I felt like everyone that came in, they were on my team. Like we were all on the same team. It wasn't me versus them. It wasn't like, I got to stand here and like speak up for what I want. Cause it was clear <laughs> what you want. It was clear what I want, yeah. you know? Um, Did your doctor come at that point? No, not yet. Okay. We're going to come back yeah. and find out what happens next. Yeah. Um, cause now you're, you're still five centimeters. Yeah. So there's still some journey to go yeah. between this point And when you meet your baby, Tristan, yeah. uh, I would love for you to share in the comments some of the things that you did to help get through your labor. What were the comfort measures that were helpful for you? And uh, also the medical comfort measures. Uh, did you do interventions? And for you, how did they go? Did you like them or not like them? Share in the comments below and come back to join Megan for the remainder of her birth story. Welcome to the Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We're back with Megan and Real Midwife Tiffany Gallo. Uh, Megan, you mentioned a couple of times that you felt pain in your back during mm -hmm. your contractions and that Ron was really digging in there and that helped you feel better, which is no doubt what I'll be doing all night starting in about two hours tonight based <laughs> on the way my client is laboring. Tiffany, what, do you, what is back labor? Is that a normal sensation for birth and uh, what causes it and how do you overcome it? Right. Um, back labor is usually um, associated with um, an OP position, meaning occiput posterior, meaning that the baby is actually descending down into the pelvis with the face um, facing upwards, also known as sunny side up, versus the baby's face um, facing downwards towards your rectum as it's starting to descend through the pelvis. So instead what of looking at mom's spine, yes, the baby's skull is against mom's spine. Exactly, which can make... Um, delivery or I'm sorry, labor much more painful during the contractions of actually a more of a bone to bone mm. sensation on that yeah. lower sacrum. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> uh, I feel I like I feel it. Right. right. And it's yeah. usually pretty apparent when we have an OP presentation because that mom every contraction is just like my back, my back, my back. It's more the back than the contraction or anything mm -hmm. else. And even in between contractions sometimes. Mm -hmm. However, we can have a baby who's not OP with some moms um, having some back pressure and pain. I usually see it around four centimeters, mm -hmm. right about where that baby is um, descending around four centimeters. And then of course, more back pressure towards the time of having to push. Pushing. Yeah. Are there things when the baby skulls against the spine, are there things you can do to encourage it to yeah. flip around if the we other have way? An, if we have a, a suspected OB, OP presentation, um, Rebozo is an option. Um, some midwives or care providers or mm -hmm. doulas are um, certified, you know, in Rebozo, which is a technique um, to help shimmy kind of the baby mm -hmm. out of that position. Um, hands and knees position is a very mm -hmm. effective calling your chiropractor when you're oh. in labor. <laughs> if you believe that. in that kind of we thing. We definitely yeah. have our chiropractors Quite come in. They can be 
lifesavers mm-hmm. uh, for mom and help speed up the labor if we can get that baby to turn. Sometimes when the midwives call me and I think it's because they also want to get adjusted. <laughs> but Smart. Not always. Yeah. Smart. All right, mm-hmm. Megan, um, you're uh, at the hospital yeah. and you're actually, you get in there thinking, I might need to do some interventions mm-hmm. even though it wasn't my plan. Mm-hmm. And you're getting yourself all open and ready for it. You mm-hmm. go to the hospital, which does trigger a little bit of an emotion for you. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the way it, it presents itself, you're like, I'm in charge of this game right here. <laughs> totally. And that they responded to yeah, that well. And they said, okay, yeah, it's your birth. Tell us what yeah. you want. And uh, you got checked and you found out you were five centimeters yeah. and you got like a whole new energy. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens next? What's So we've, you know, we labored. My timing is a bit blurry. <laughs> Fuzzy. Um, but we, I don't. Things kind of stayed the same. They were getting a little more intense, um, but it basically she they checked me again, and I was at eight centimeters, and I got stuck at eight centimeters. Well, before we find out about yeah. getting stuck, how does eight sound? Amazing. I was like, okay. I mean, again, it more was energy. exhausting, exhausting. But like when you hear good progress, the you know it was such a feat of like okay, like. My body's working. I'm working. We're working together. We're on the same team. We're help, you know, baby and I are on the same team. Everyone in this room and, you know, is on the same team. It was powerful. It was so powerful of like, we can do this. We're going to do this. We're going to meet. We're going to meet him soon. I even feel the energy when you're yeah. talking about it. Like it's in here right now. Yeah. it's. What do you mean when you said you get stuck at eight? I just wasn't. I think I was at eight for... So like a couple hours or something. I don't know. My time, my timing is off, but I just know that I wasn't, um, going into transition. Like, or I guess I, I just wasn't progressing from eight centimeters. And I think because it was of the positioning of mm-hmm. how he was. So they, and anytime we tried hands and knees kind of on the bed mm-hmm. that it, I was just kind of sitting up, which I kind of think maybe that, stalled things but honestly that was kind of like the most comfortable position I was in but at that point I was like okay how much longer (laughs) again can I go right and they were like I know Tracy was like I know you really don't want to do this because anytime I went they were like what if you laid on your side Mm -hmm. and I was like no (laughs) no no I'm not doing that but again they were like I think this will speed it up Uh so I was like Oh, okay. All right. Um, and you're all on the same team. <laughs> all on the same team, but I was not happy about it. Right. Um, so they got like an egg shape, the egg. Oh, the peanut oh, ball. The peanut, the peanut ball. ball. Thank yeah. You. So we put that in between my legs to help kind of open. And I went from eight to 10 in about 40 minutes. Oh, the peanut ball's Beautiful. great. Yeah. Which was not beautiful to feel, <laughs> but oh, it, it was it beautiful. Fast. It, beautiful it was progress. Beautiful progress. Yeah. So you transitioned, yeah. in, on the peanut ball, yeah, and you know, yelling, and I mean, it was the, it was so intense, but it was also, you know, and Alyssa was like in my face, and she was like, "Look at me, like focus," and but it was oh, so. I get that all the time from me. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I loved it, and knowing that she had been through four, you yeah. know, four births. Um, you know, naturally, like I was like, okay, this woman is like, she's helping me so mm-hmm. much and she knows, she knows this and, 
my husband was amazing. He like anytime he kind of poor guy, he was like so so uncomfortable yeah, himself. I feel like from, my like, work is cut out for me with him. <laughs> yeah, from because I wouldn't let him take pressure off my back. Yeah, I was like, you gotta stay there, don't move. And um, so it was from eight to ten, and the nurses at that point said, if you feel the urge to push, push, which again was kind of broke the expectations in my head because I had heard, you know, don't, you know, some, some nurses or providers will say, don't push until the doctor's here, right? Like, oh, and your doctor wasn't there yet. My doctor wasn't here Had yet. they called your doctor already? Yes. Because you're 10 centimeters. Yeah. Long. Yeah. They said, you know, but, but even before that, they were like, while I was in the egg or the peanut thing <laughs> they they said if you feel the urge like listen to your body so that's I was really like, cool it's great oh my god you guys are like yes thank you and mm -hmm. and that was so did you feel the urge to push yeah i pushed so you were pushing I on pushed the ball on the ball all right i want to find out what happens after that yeah. but first tiffany what is this magical peanut ball um it is yeah that's a it's shaped like a peanut, um, and it's a ball. So you think of the birth ball that you sit on. So the peanut ball is the same type of a fabric, like a rubber fabric, and it's the shape of a peanut. And they come in different sizes. Um, so depending on what size the mom is, we can use different sizes. And we actually use one um, quite often when we have a mom um, that's a little bit more exhausted, but we want to keep the pelvis open. Mm -hmm. So we can put them on their side, put the peanut ball wedge, the peanut ball between their legs, and it keeps that pelvis nice and open while mm -hmm. they're laboring. It's very effective. Cool. So, I mean, if essentially, it, it seems like it helped you it get worked. past your <laughs> sticking point yeah. and let, yes. open up your pelvis enough for the baby to kind of slide yeah. down and come through. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're almost at the end of yeah. your journey here, and I can't wait to hear the finale. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have to take a quick break. So, come back. Did you use a peanut ball? How did it work for you? Did you get stuck in labor, and how did you get past it? Share in the comments. Like this episode and subscribe to The Real Midwives so you don't miss what happens next. Welcome to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We are back with Megan and Real Midwife Tiffany Gallo. Megan, uh, you have been through so many stages of this labor, and now we, all of us, were just talking about how we can like almost feel this baby coming about to in have here. Baby. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, you're 10 centimeters, you're feeling the urge to push. Your doctor's yeah. not there yet, but you're pushing. How does pushing feel to you? Invigorating. I mean, it was like, you know, so close to the finish line, I guess. You know, I mean, it it felt, I was, I was exhausted. I was so tired. It was like 23 hours, which to me was so long. Yeah, you totally um, go through your playlist so many times. We listen to the playlist like <laughs> again first again. eight hour or however yeah. many hours in the hospital. Um, <laughs> Did you have a separate push list? I listened to country. I was like oh, listening wow. to the country the oh, whole you're time. From the South. And I yeah, and I was just like there were times where I would sing along and then I would, you know, have a contraction and then you know, but um I kind of was... love in labor when moms are singing along to the music. Yeah. It's like meditative. It's like you sort of, it was meditative. You get lost in it. Because it was just so it yeah, it was the most medi that's a great way of saying it. Well thanks. <laughs> um so doctor Your doctor. Doc my <laughs> yeah, my doctor. Um comes in and then people start coming into the room, right? And Alyssa's again like, Megan, focus. <laughs> All of these people in the like room. Nurses are coming. and baby. Yeah. Which is a good sign. They which think is a good sign. Your baby's coming. Um and 
what I thought that maybe would have given me anxiety. I mean, she she was she was like, all of these people are in the room because you, you're about to meet your son. And which is true. But, you know, again, it was kind of like another bringing me back to focusing on here and not everything else out yeah. there. Um, so we got, you know, I sat up. Um, and had like the bars to, to pull I, on, to pull on. And you're still unmedicated. You're not, still you unmedicated. did not do. Yeah. I did epidural. joke like, oh, this baby out. I'm in <laughs> a lot of pain right now. But, um, I, they were like, we, we wouldn't let you do that at this point anyway. So like you're doing this. And my doctor was like, no, you're, you're doing this and you're ready for this. And you got this. Mm-hmm. And, and every, she's energy. She, she she's was super energy. Small but mighty. Yeah. And she was like, every, you know, we're about to meet your son. And she turned to Ron and was like, do you want to help deliver your baby? (laughs) Another unexpected thing, but he was like, hell yeah, (laughs) I want to do this. And I, it surprised me because he's a little squeamish. Like he's, he's not, you know, he's not like the medical guy. Um, but he, so he got all scrubbed up and we, we, I used a mirror, which I didn't think I was going to use a mirror, but that was really motivating mm-hmm. for me to help kind of see the progress. Could you see yeah. on your p- pushes, the baby's head yeah. coming? Yeah. So Ron got all scrubbed up and mind you, like in between, in between contractions, I'm like, Oh my God, you're so hot and scrubbed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, my doctor was like, yeah, you really should. Besides the flip flops, like you should just like go around to people's room. Like you look great as a doctor. And so that was, that felt good to laugh, like in the most intense moment. Um, but I was pushed, I think I pushed for about an hour and I was, I was, I'm tired th- just thinking about it, just f- f- giving all my might. Um, I was, you know, giving everything I had. And he, he would crown, Tristan would crown. Um, and Ron actually felt him, felt his heart beat the first time mm. um, by feeling his head. And, but he would kind of, you know, go back. Go oh, back he'd in. come so out he during the push and, and come back. Crown and go back uh-huh. in. And, um, he has a he had like a 14 centimeter head Ooh, i guess so it was a healthy healthy boy <laughs> um but i i just didn't have anything left in me so doctor and his heart rate was starting to drop a little bit and i didn't at that point think like i don't know how i don't know how i could push any harder than Mm -hmm. I am um so she was like okay Megan I you know I usually don't do that and she had told me this before but she was like I you know I do want to do an episiotomy because I'm afraid that you would tear even more and it would be more damage to if we continue to have you do this and his heart rate is dropping some and we need to get we need to get this baby out Mm -hmm. and where maybe initially that would have been like no interventions. I was welcomed it. Yeah. I was like, bring it, <laughs> bring it on. Let's do like, please help, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like to hear that his heart rate was dropping because I had sure. been in that position for long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, and then Ron helped catch him. What did it feel like when you had the episiotomy? Were you aware? I, I, they, she gave me lidocaine and it was oh, like, a injection. yeah, like it was stinging, but it was like, frankly, 
in comparison to everything else, it was like, cool. Like, I only <laughs> ask that because a lot of women um, who I meet who are fearful of birth yeah. are fearful of pushing, mm-hmm. are fearful of the baby coming through, and mm-hmm. are fearful of the episiotomy. Yeah. But then women who I talk to have been through birth actually for the most part, feel exhilarated during it pushing. Was. Like, this is my active time. You yeah. feel good during pushing. Um, and with the episiotomy, not what it seems like it's going to feel like. No, like, it was it was minimal. To, it wasn't scary. And at that moment, the baby's head comes through some burning. Yeah, exactly. You know, various degrees. Some people exactly. say a lot of burning. Some people say not yeah. so much burning. And it was. I mean, so it was... how soon after the episiotomy did the baby come out? It seemed like minutes. I mean, it quick. seemed it seemed super quick. It it was, I was very happy. And Ron caught your baby. Ron caught it. So the first thing Tristan saw was his hot doctor. Yeah. Who's not really a doctor. Right. He just plays. But one. we'll pretend. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and he, you know, he was immediately put on my chest, skin to skin, and, um. It's just the most amazing thing ever. You know, um, Alyssa took pictures during it. So we have have pictures. Yeah, we have (laughs) pictures. Um, Incredible. I mean, it's just um, and Ron cut the umbilical cord again, something he wasn't thinking that he would do. But yeah, but he did it. And um, how did you feel about yourself when that baby was on your chest? Just. I mean, you had so much. Like I could do anything. Yeah. Mm could do anything yeah i mean <laughs> ron um we didn't it ha- like i went into labor he faster like he found this t-shirt that said um that he wanted to give me but like we couldn't get it amazon primed fast enough <laughs> really <laughs> but he um but it said like your your wife and it had like a stick figure of like uh you know like the restroom sign the woman uh, uh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. in the little dress and then on the other side, it said my wife, and then it was like the Wonder Woman with a cape, uh-huh. and um, I felt like that. I still feel like that. Of you know, it's um, having a baby isn't easy afterwards. It's a huge adjustment, and it, yet it's like the most beautiful, amazing thing I've ever experienced. But it's it's always so cool to. shit (laughs) um to to you know to look back and think the progress right it's all relative and when i think back of like doing something that i that other people believe that i could do but i questioned if i could do it and i everything about the birth went how i wanted and um It'll forever be ingrained, you know, in my memory. I feel it, obviously. Just, I'm back there right now, kind of in my head, of just thinking how uh, how powerful. And I just hope, you know, other women can experience that joy and that, even the intensity, mm-hmm. you know. It's, people always say, or like moms always say, like, there's nothing like it. I didn't. I'm a therapist. I'm very empathetic. I, you know, I feel a lot, but I didn't feel it to my core until like I had Tristan. Mm. Um, I got to tell you after like the third time I met you, 
Yeah. I felt like you were a Wonder Woman already <laughs> when you shared a lot about your history and your journey and how you even came to where you were you. Um, during the pregnancy. But um, I, I have one question, one, one thing that pops out in my mind, and yeah. then also a question for Tiffany. The thing that pops out in my mind, there's this old episode of Lost. And I didn't watch too many of them, but um, I think Mr. Locke is walking through the woods with Charlie, and uh, they're talking about something, and they come across this little cocoon, yeah. and there's a butterfly inside, she's trying to, like, all fully formed and trying to get out, and she's flapping her wings ferociously, and just made this little hole, and Charlie, you know, he feels bad for her, he wants to take out his knife and cut it open, and Mr. Locke says, no, don't do that, she needs to keep flapping her wings until she's strong enough to get out mm. on her own, or she won't be able to survive on the other side mm -hmm. and um i just sometimes i feel like the birth that takes place yeah. that power that you're describing and bringing into the room right now is sort of the birth of the baby and also the birth Birthing of the mother being I mean, a mommy I mean, yeah the transformation is, is unbelievable yeah so even though we did cut the cocoon a little bit so that was the <laughs> other question i wanted to know which is at home if you end up in a situation like that what tools do midwives have that they can use to try to, because at the hospital there's a whole host of tools, mm -hmm. um, vacuums and forceps and right. episiotomies. What right. what kind of things can you do at home? Um, in that situation, if, if the baby was having mm -hmm. what we call decelerations at the heart rate, mm -hmm. we would, um, and we could actually cut a episiotomy as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also... Um, can move moms around into different positions that are really helpful. Um, we Our moms don't birth in a medical bed with stirrups, mm -hmm. so they can be in any position. So sometimes putting a mom on hands and knees, if we see a baby's head's having a hard time descending all the way, mm -hmm. um, just changing position can help. And sometimes that can change um, the heart rate as well. Um, but we do have, um, we can administer mm -hmm. an episiotomy as well if mm -hmm. needed. Um, it's just not very common, mm -hmm. but it sounds like um, your physician made the right call. Yeah, it also. Absolutely. I don't. I don't think it's very yeah. common for her either. It wasn't, so. and she yeah. told me. She told me that before, <laughs> mm. and but. But I think all those medical I'm interventions, they're yeah. great when we use them, right. you know, sparingly and at the right time, and Absolutely. not great when we overuse them. It's right. a hard balance. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't mind coming back one more time, I want to find out just how the next three weeks yeah. went for you, just how your postpartum transition yeah. is going. Um, thank you so much for sharing so thank openly. Uh, <laughs> join with us. And if you have comments to share about your birth or your transformation, share them in the comments below. We really do want to mm -hmm. read them and uh, be more communal. Come back for one more episode with Megan on The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. Welcome back to The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. We are in our final episode with mm -hmm. Megan until you maybe become a doula. Yeah, that's my which next Which you talked about earlier, journey. right? And yeah. Do you feel more strongly Absolutely. about that now? You do. Yeah. I definitely I said do. it earlier, and I still think you're going to make an amazing <laughs> doula. And it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't keep going like Tiffany, <laughs> our real midwife of Los Angeles, and become a midwife or, or more. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to touch base with you and see how things went after the birth. You know, yeah. the baby's only three weeks old. It's yeah. still really new. And then, you know, it sort of feels like once you have that epic whole journey that you described and you finally get that baby out and it's on your chest i feel like the next thing that should happen is like you just go to disneyland on right? vacation but you can't because then the real work <laughs> exactly little did i know how's it been you know it's been great and it's been hard it's um it's it's amazing it was great going home i mean it was great you know 
great coming back to our home with our baby, you know, driving home, um, walking out of the hospital, or actually in a wheelchair. Really? You yeah, I didn't walk. Out. He didn't let me. It's they policy. didn't let me walk, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't want to, though. But um, <laughs> so, you know, being home, it's a big transition. It's a transition for me and him for, you know, breast and breastfeeding. So that was. How's breastfeeding going? It's going great. I'm a milk machine. I have oh. so much milk, which is great. It's a great, but it was a little challenging initially. When you say milk machine, like too much Just milk? Just so much milk. Mm. Um, and milk came in like the third day. Um, and so we had a consult, a lactation consultant come, come to the house and help. Um, just kind of make sure we were... Don't drown the baby? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but now we're in a rhythm, and it's it's mm-hmm. great. I love it. I love breastfeeding him, and it's just the sweetest, you know, his little coos and his little sounds and the way he looks up, it's just the sweetest thing ever. Um, my, my mom, like I mentioned, she was, you know, in town and just left this past Wednesday, so she was pretty much here for three weeks. Helping you out? Which was awesome. My sister came out. Ron's parents came out. Um, and Does everybody get along? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, really nice. Yeah, they do. Random. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, so, excuse me, so that's been critical to have help and support during that time. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine doing this by myself. Well, you um, must have been so exhausted after the baby yeah. finally arrived. Yeah, exactly. And you don't really get to sleep long blocks. No. So no. you really got to take advantage of the yeah. little blocks you got. So we had, um, and Ron had about two and a half weeks off of work. Which, oh, that's really nice too. Which, yeah, which was great. It wasn't long enough for either, any of us. Welcome but to it America. Was, I know. Yeah. But, um, so happy that he had that time um we had our first two days alone last week just me tristan and cooper our dog so navigating you know how to make sure both babies are are okay how did the dog respond to the baby so protective and so mm-hmm. loving and he's i think he's a little depressed of like not being number one anymore uh-huh. but like he's um, that's how i felt when we had our baby yeah, yeah yeah it's true but he you know when i'm feeding him cooper will just like lay right next to me if tristan starts crying um you know he'll go over sniff him make sure that everything's okay oh, and, so sweet um so he's he's been your dog yeah right before you got married yeah yeah um so but it's you know and i think it was it was real confidence boosting of like last this past Thursday and Friday of knowing that we made it through the day of like having super low expectations of like, okay, the goal is feed the baby, feed myself, feed Cooper and take him out. And mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Yeah. That's a full menu for, yeah. for, the, but we ended have. up able, we went on a walk, all of us. That's you really know? nice. Um, you, was, you read a lot of books yeah. about, which is I think really rare about what happens after the baby comes. Yeah. Um, do you feel like they prepared you well for this? Some, but I've been so tired that I haven't really... You're not getting pop-ups? No. Uh, no? <laughs> Some, but I kind of, I read so much about like pregnancy and birth that I did read some books for after, but it was more so kind of um, like when they're a bit older. Oh, I see um, not for this. Uh, yeah, emotion. although some, like we did Alyssa's workshop and that, like the afterbirth workshop, which was really helpful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Ron and I have been good about communicating and affection and, you know, just um, reminding that we're on the same team and we don't, 
we both like this is a new experience for both of us and we're both trying to figure it out yeah it sounds really level-headed so, um, um tiffany how's transition usually for people one of the things that strikes me about midwifery care versus medical care is typically i mean when are you supposed to see your doctor next um six weeks six weeks but midwives like tend to pop in a lot yeah that that postpartum support's very different within the midwifery um scope of care um, I see my my patients if they're um, delivering at home or at the birth center. I see them in a twenty four to thirty six hours awesome. um, after they deliver at home. I come do a home visit, and then I see them at one week, three weeks, and six weeks. Wow! Mm-hmm. And so they get an hour um, appointment each time. Each time to help in. Then we're on call twenty four seven for any lactation or any mm-hmm. other support that they may need. Yeah, and you did lactation also before yes. you became a midwife. So yes, I did. you're multi talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just make sure that belt. they're fully supported all the way around. Yeah. Um, so if they what have are any some of the harder things that people have outside of breastfeeding, which I think is uh, is usually I think a little bit more of a of a learning curve than yeah. it has been for you. But you're yeah. a milk machine. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, when that happens, are, are there just different ways to hold the baby and feed the baby? I'm sorry, for For overproducing milk, yeah. Or... Um, usually it will regulate, though. So women tend to a lot of times think they have an overproduction, but their milk probably mm-hmm. hasn't regulated yet. That takes a couple weeks mm-hmm. um, to regulate, and usually it will. If not, I tell moms, go ahead, pump and store. Mm-hmm. You can have an abundance of milk for, you know, down the line. It lasts um, in the freezer for a while, right? I'm sorry? How long does it last in the freezer? Um, in a regular freezer, around six months, and then you can get up to a year in a deep freeze. And there are also milk banks there if you make too much milk. Banks, right? I've been using this thing called a milk saver. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's like a, a little plastic kind of container with a hole for your nipple to put on the breast that you're not feeding from. Oh. So it collects like the leaking A little milk. drip from the other side. The letdown. The letdown. off the other side. So I it's have brilliant. like over 120 ounces of milk. Of just letdown milk? Yeah. Well, that is not a letdown. Yeah. See? No. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I like pumped for the first time today and actually gave him a bottle for the first time. Um, we're just going to go do like a couple bottles a week so right now. So it takes now. some of the pressure off of yeah. you. Yeah, it does. But it was nice. And, and I he... bet Ron is going to enjoy giving those yeah, bottles. Yeah, I got some pictures of that too. Oh, today. very cool. So, we'll share yeah. with the group. Uh, all right, Tiffany, thank you a million times over for joining us. Thank you, you for having me. Uh, from your website is purebirths.com. Correct. Your center is awesome. I still have to get down there. And uh, do you have any final postpartum tips? Just a solid take-home postpartum right. tip because Megan seems to be faring pretty well. She's doing excellent. Um, take one day at a time, Yeah. right? I think um, in our culture, we're supposed to hop right back into our day-to-day and know exactly what to do and when to do it and just be patient with yourself and especially for first-time moms your baby's never done this before and you've never done this before so give yourself a lot of time and patience and take it slow take it really slow you have the you have the rest of the time to do the dishes and do laundry and all that can sit and wait for you and Megan, thank you so much for sharing thank your you. incredible journey with us from really the beginning and uh, sharing so openly about your whole history and how you came to be you. Um, and also the sensitivities and vulnerabilities that you had during pregnancy as you explored all your different options. I mean, it was a long way. Uh, yeah. 
And I remember you came on the podcast with Dr. Hill, mm -hmm. and uh, you sort of went from, I can't do it at a hospital, mm -hmm. to I'm not sure I'm safe, I feel safe at home. Yeah. And then just really supporting yourself and surrounding yourself with mm -hmm. what sounded like the exact dream team of supporters mm -hmm. that you needed behind you. Yeah, it really so, was. So really touching story. I don't usually cry in the studio, <laughs> and you got me. So thank you again for sharing. Thank I, you for I bet me. we'll touch base with you in six months or so and yeah. see what's happening uh who knows by then you might already be uh <laughs> on your doula journey um thank you so much again thank you. uh join uh our program by subscribing to the channel so you don't miss an episode and also what's your postpartum tip do you have something that you'd like to share put it in the comments below Thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. This has been the audio from an episode of The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. Catch all the episodes of The Real Midwives of Los Angeles, including celebrity birth stories and a growing library of expert Q&A at therealmidwives.com or youtube.com slash therealmidwives.